zombies have taken over the world, and the world needs heroes. Hi folks, Timothy Harvey, the Outbreak Challenge. Outbreakchallenge.com has become a sponsor of Zompocalypse Now. Use your real life steps and exercise to run from and battle the zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in the apocalyptic wasteland. And you can do this alone, you can do it with your friends, see who survives. They have 17 different races and challenges to choose from. All of them have unique stories and themes. If you survive the challenge, they'll send you a real life medal. Now, this thing will easily pair with your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, other smart wearables. It is definitely a fun way to stay in shape or get back in shape after the last couple of years. We could probably all use some help with that. Now, if you want to try the Outbreak Challenge for yourself, you can save 15% off by going to their website, outbreakchallenge.com, pick the race you want, and enter in the code ZOMBIERUN to save 15% off. That's our coupon code, ZOMBIERUN you get as listeners of the show to take advantage of the outbreak challenge try this out for yourself see if it works for you thanks so much folks and now let's get into our episode do you fear the zombie uprising are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully you might just make it out alive this is Apocalypse Now. How, how the people that we consider smart are fucking not. Well, I mean, I guess that all depends on who you consider smart. Well, like we example. have an obligation to believe that the people in charge are smart. Do we, though? No. We don't have an obligation. We we would like to think it's a perceived obligation by the people in charge. Let's take our governor Annie Lennox for a moment. Right. Um, take my governor, please. <laughs> you're gonna have to lean into the mic a little bit, buddy. I'm sorry. Am I not? Am I better? Is that better? It's a little better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our governor. Well, she's not my not my governor <laughs> is uh, working real hard to try to win back the people of the Commonwealth by doing fucking sneaky, shady bullshit. See, see, this is one of those things like my my I, I would say she is, you know, she is playing chess on a checkers board, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, how strategic you want to be if you're not playing the right game. And like the minute, the minute that our people, that's the thing about the fact that this is kind of a victory lap, I feel like, for our for the show, uh, is because the minute like we know what's gonna happen. Like, I don't think there's any question in any fan of this show's minds what's gonna happen when they show up at the commonwealth nobody thinks they're gonna lose and it's like you know it doesn't matter how skilled a negotiator or or mystic uh, a political uh guru she is that's not the game that has been being played no no she's being crime lord right now yeah um, Folks, this is the Zompocalypse Now podcast. I am Timothy Harvey, and we are discussing 
the final episodes of The Walking Dead flagship show. There are six spinoffs that are involved with the show's story continuing. But uh, <laughs> this episode is called What's Been Lost. It is the 20th episode of season 11. And I am joined, as always, by those who are suffering from the gypsy curse, as I am. Um, <laughs> hello, Dustin. Hello, hello, Tim Harvey. Hello, Curtis. Hello, Tim. I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> oh, oh, we're not going to start that again, are we? Hey, I have a question. How many more episodes of this show are left? Uh, 32. Why? Hooray! <laughs> There's, there's 24 episodes in this season, so there are four episodes after there's this. Four one. more after this one. Four more after this one to wrap it all up, so that they can unwrap it for the six spinoffs. Shall we begin with the Carol and Daryl story, or the or the doctor story, or the lawyer lady, or the Governor Annie Lennox? I think that the Governor Annie Lennox will take the least amount of time. We'll start there. Uh, Governor Annie Lennox is not having a great time. Uh, because her son is dead and now she's got to deal with all these people, like all of her like backers, I guess, who are coming to condole and condole her about him and like, you know, be gross and just be like, well, at least he's a political liability that's gone and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So then Yumiko comes busting in and she punches, punches, uh, punches her right in the Right, punches the guy who tries to get rid of her, like right in the snoot, right in his whole face. And uh, Annie Lennox is like, "There's no threat here." And and Yumiko's like, "You better get your people out of here. These people out of here because I'm about to start talking, and you are not going to want to hear. They are not going to want to hear what I have to say." And so she's like, "We are finished. You can go now." And all these people are like, "Oh shit! Here comes more trouble." <laughs> I have to say. That when she punched that guy in the face, I was like, yes. <laughs> I really thought that scene was going to go a different direction. I didn't expect the violence to end. Oh, I yeah. thought she was going to bust her in the chops, too, for threatening her brother. Oh, that yeah. was an easy move. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, they have a real messed up relationship. So I'm very interested to see how that is going to play out for the rest of this this uh season i think uh, there's a very good chance he dies before the end i don't know like i said i'm really just super hoping for a lot of a lot more happy endings like i he's, want ever he's not an important character though that's true he's I mean, really and really yumiko is not that much of a really that important of a character either like she could probably we could probably stand to lose her just as easily. I'm not rooting for either of these characters to die, by the way. I'm just saying no, that. I'm not rooting with, for anybody to die. With the body count that is probably, there's got to be at least some body count. And there are certain certain characters who can be killed off because they're not already signed up for the next series. And yeah, and, and yeah. They her can, brother they, from the Jurassic uh, surgery department. Uh, is definitely on that list. The Jurassic <laughs> Surgery Department? What I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Commonwealth's secret weapon that we haven't even touched on, is their dinosaur army. 
Right. <laughs> Look, he, he practices medic- medicine so old school. It's called Jurassic Surgery. I'm just saying that I want my Zombies versus Dinosaurs series now. Uh, well, so um, Yumiko's like, where did you take my friends? And the governor's like, calm your nuts. I just got them out of the, the place and they're going to be totally fine. Uh, because you're going to prosecute Eugene and find him guilty, and then I will return your friends to you. And and Yumiko's like, how dare you? How dare you do this to me? And and the governor's like, uh, didn't you know that I was the villain? Like, it's been coming. It's been coming for a bit that I'm going to be the villain. Uh, oh, and I'm going to maybe, you know, if you don't do what I say, your brother's going to disappear or something. You know, here's a vague minor threat just to just to spice things up. And Yumiko's like, how very dare you? I, I'm, I'm not I'm not at all pleased. And uh, she leaves the room and she goes immediately to see her brother. Uh, and 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 he she's like. Oh, oh, Reginald, we're in such a spit spot. What shall we ever do? And and he's like, well, darling, uh, you know that I drink every day, all night because I didn't ever want to be a surgeon and mother and father forced me and I was a baker here until you came and fucked everything up for me. Uh, well, I say you just go along to get along now and we just ride this slow amble towards death. And do you, have said, an, do you have an excellent point, dear brother? Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, I, I know it's going to come as a shock, but we have not been approached for the next season of Downton Abbey. Um, oh, no. I'd just Actually, like you guys to call me your lordship anyway, if that's all right, so I can maintain this persona. So, so anyway, Yumiko's got a lot to think about. And so as she's leaving uh, her brother's office, Connie finds her and it's like, hey, I got away. I've escaped. No, I- no, no. She she was like. Yes, but with with word hands is what they did. She did word sign hands. language. What did she say with her word hands, though? She said, you know, I, I happened to escape, but I followed the guy that I injured who here. And I think I'm going to try and follow him to like find out where the others are. And Yumiko's like, no, they'll, they'll suspect you. And uh, and she's like, yeah, well, you know, uh, what else are we going to do? And Yumiko's like, I'll go because no one would suspect me to follow a ruffian. And and so Yumiko goes out to like try and like surveil this guy, but she does it so badly that random people on the street are like, hey, look at that bitch following that dude. Yeah, <laughs> her trade craft. Her trade craft is is poor. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so law, she, law school does not teach you um, tailing techniques. That's just not on the curriculum, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you know she uh, he, she gets made immediately, uh, and then kind of has to pretend she wasn't following him, and that's really funny. Uh, <laughs> then. Uh, later, she goes to visit Eugene, and she's like, "Whatever shall we do, Eugene? That we're stuck between a stick and a wicket." And uh, and Eugene, of course, is like, "I'm prepared to die." I have I have prognosticated on my current situation, and I have felt my little gray cells uh, pounding about 
inside my cranium and I have come to the decision that I am truly fucked and uh, just whatever. Oh, Eugene, whatever shall we do? Do you believe that there's a silver lining? Well, I figure, uh, yep. <laughs> and and so she goes and she goes to the hold press on, conference. Hold on, hold oh. on. Before we get too far away, Eugene is like, yes, things look very, very bad. But we have to trust in our friends because they put their trust in us. We have to return that and hope that there is going to be a way out of this. There, that is actually a nice bit because, again, it's reinforcing the idea that our people are a family and right. that they they trust each other and, and that they, they're not willing to leave the people they care about behind, which has always been one of the strengths and weaknesses of this show. <clears throat> that said... You gotta get busy living, get busy dying. Right. Let's just take and- a brief, brief moment to consider the flaw in the governor's plan here. And it's the flaw that every villain in this show has made at this poor decision. And that is, I've taken your friends away and I've put them someplace where they can be of value to me, as opposed to going, fuck these guys and just killing them all. Right. And, you know, Negan even said that earlier in this season. He and Maggie had that heart to heart where she was like, have you would you have done anything different if if you, you know, knew now what you know, you know, and she said, yeah, he goes, yeah, I would have I would have killed y'all. I would have left one of you. And, uh, you know, that is really sound and smart, <laughs> like, you know. Right. And I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's good, right? We don't want all our characters to die, but the -hmm. governor has fallen victim to the Bond villain problem, which is, you know, keeping keeping the hero alive when you can just kill them. And the problem is solved. If she really wants her world to go on, then this show trial that she's setting up for Eugene, it might look good for a minute but the quicker solution is just kill him and be done with it right and the problem is is that i don't you know the because she doesn't pay any attention to the people around her and i really have been enjoying this like random they you know they did tonight where several random people got a tiny little bit of focus like either witnessing one of the shock troopers rough somebody up or, mm-hmm. or, or getting like having a shock trooper, like menace them a little bit or, or whatever showing that the seams are starting to break on this place. And, you know, that the things she's doing are not going to work because she's losing her grip you know, and she's she's creating a danger, like a dangerous place. And the thing is, is she's been doing this. If our if our people had not come along, this would still have happened. Because Lance still would have been there. Yeah. And this is uh, our folks accelerated the process. There's no question. They accelerated the process. That's their job. Uh They're an accelerant. They come in and things burn. But this still would have happened because, yeah, she doesn't actually pay attention to what's going on around her. She's got her little world and she's got blinders. 
Yeah. Willing blinders, too, because, I mean, all the stuff she overlooked with her son. But I don't think she thinks she's blind. I don't think she knows about her blinders. I think she I think she thinks she honestly thinks that she's got it all under control. Oh, she does. But I think no, I think she definitely has like the stuff that she ignored about her son. The stuff that he was up to. I mean, yeah, those blinders she had on willingly. She she knew her son was was horrid, but she was willing to overlook it because, you know, the whole grand vision of, you know, her family and the Commonwealth and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, this this was always going to happen. It's just going to be much, much um, fire, fire and burning and death. Yes, exactly. So, um, so Yumiko goes to the press conference where they're going to announce, where she is supposed to announce that she is going to prosecute Eugene. She is going to be the prosecutor again. And and essentially uh, the governor has written her a speech uh, to say, and and they have this really terse little like bitchy, you know, this is, this is all uh, just political theater. And, and governor's like, but at least you know your lines. Yeah. And uh, so this is also the second prepared speech that will go awry. So the lesson they're teaching you here <laughs> is get your own script writers. Not, not, not. Right. <laughs> <don't>... <laughs> well, never give, never give a, an opponent a PA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting yeah. here and Curtis is like, I-, I think the governor needs to stop letting people use their PA system. <laughs> yeah. Every every time somebody gets it up in front of a of a microphone, it goes nowhere near how she wants it to go. Yep. It's it's and this is the beginning of and she did a smart thing. Uh, Yumiko did a smart thing. She she had she identified her brother in a crowd of witnesses, had him stand up. Mentioned how irrepla- irreplaceable he was. Yeah. And, and then have everybody give him a round of applause and look at him and acknowledge him because now the governor is going to have a very hard time. Disappearing him. him. Yeah. Disappearing him. Yeah. And I thought that was really smart, too. I thought that was cool because he was just like, oh, what is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> had no idea that she was saving his life. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she gets up and she starts the speech like you would, you know, you would think she was going to start it with, you know, I've I so lovely being here in the Commonwealth, and I think that it's spit spot and top top cheerio, and my <laughs> people were were destitute and out of luck, and and the governor took us in, and it's it's all been wonderful, cranberries and mash, and and God save the queen, and all with spit spot. And uh, somewhere Dick Van Dyke is going, okay, you're, you're going too far. (laughs) No, I don't believe that at all. (laughs) Dick Van Dyke's a friend and he listens and he loves it. (laughs) Penis Von Lesbian. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, so then that's when she kind of calls on her brother to stand up and like, you know, have everybody acknowledge that he exists and what he does and how vital he is to the community. And that's when she turns around and says, oh, and by the way, I am not going to prosecute Eugene. I'm going to be his defense attorney because I... Is what? 
his defense attorney, okay. his barrister, and it is because I, I am his friend and we are, we are going to be great. We are the sum of our parts is equal to the soul of our butt. And, and then she like gets off the stage and like drops the speech. Oh, uh, and I think the thing that really like convinces her to do this is she hears a crackle on the radio that, yeah. that maybe uh, maybe some people had escaped. And it made her go, oh, they can handle it. They can get out of it. We can, we can do this. We all have a part to play in this. And mine is not to try and get the ninjas out of the prison mm-hmm. because they, the ninjas get a ninja. So, you right. know. Ninja, a ninja has to ninja. They have the, no choice. And the look on the governor's face is the kind of look that someone who should know better should not be having on their face, but there it is anyway. It's like, she's like shocked, shocked. But see, here's the thing. She's the kind of person who's never had anyone tell her no. Everything she has ever wanted has been given to her with no questions asked, including the political power that she wields. And the fact that anyone would be like, I'm sorry, I'm going to challenge you on this is so foreign to her, especially after all these years of the zombie apocalypse, that she doesn't know how to. That's why it's like, that's why she's playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. Because, you know, the things that they are doing are not like revolutionary military tactic style shit. They're just telling the truth and be trying to be honest with people and stick up for the people that they care about. And she's gone so far in the other direction that she can't even fathom these things as a possibilities. Well, uh-huh. I think she also doesn't understand how much people like Lance have actually made this work for her. Mm-hmm. And considering just how we more than once talked about how while Lance is a completely horrible human being, he's actually a fairly efficient villain. And having somebody on your staff who will be willing to do the dirty work that he's been willing to do, mm-hmm. so you don't have to, she doesn't have... She's not the mastermind here. She's just somebody who's had... She's smart. And she's had power for a long time and she knows how to do the politics of it all. But Lance is her dirty works department and she's not, she doesn't have those skill sets. She's not the Machiavellian here. She's still got her creepy little kidnap squad, you know? Well, yeah, that's not going to go well for her. But anyway, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where we leave leave the, the uh, governor Annie Lennox because Yumiko throws the pages of the script at her feet and walks off. Also very public, Annie. by the way, I mean, yeah. it? also very public, by the way, this is like, she's yeah. not, I mean, this yeah. is like, people can still see this. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and governor Annie Lennox is quietly shitting in her pants. Yeah. Softly. Evacuating her bowels. Oh. See, yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. Uh, 
so um, we the only thing we skip from that is is the governor Annie Lennox has a moment where she discovers that Lance has escaped. Oh yes, yes, and yes. and in that moment she finds uh, Co- Cody's zombie all all gross and beat and killed, and in there is the coin that she left with him. Uh, and you know she finds it and is like. you. And this is a very pointed and intentional act on Lance's part. Right. Which we couldn't get into when we come back around to talking about that. But this is a message that he is sending to her. He's also making it look like he's responsible as opposed to I was rescued by Mm -hmm. somebody. That comes out, but this is like very much a this is Lance sending her a message. Right. Yes. Who should we do next? Uh, any other any other singles before we get to Daryl and Carol? That's everybody. We're, it's oh, yeah, all Daryl and Carol. Store? It's okay. the Daryl, Carol, and Lance show. So yeah. and, but it starts off like it might be the uh the the Carol and, and Ezekiel show because uh Carol is in some bakery raiding the <laughs> fuck out of the place yep, she's getting all the buns and uh like like she's taking like she's got it's got to be day old bread because like the stuff she's taking is so like <laughs> look at my prop bread now don't <laughs> yeah. look at my prop bread kind we literally of bread. emptied our prop warehouse of bread <laughs> yeah and so ezekiel is like how you doing? And she's like, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, have you changed your mind about going? And he's like, no, have you changed your mind about staying? And she's like, no. And this is why we, I'm sorry we're having all this happen. And then she turns around and he is gone. And she's like, wait a second. And about the time she starts to realize something's going on, here comes some dudes to get her. And they forgot that it was Carol and that Carol does not fuck around uh, and she in, she just dismantles them and escapes. Sure As Carol is wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> just a little, uh, gray-haired, little old gray-haired lady. She'll be fine. Won't be any trouble. As oh, yeah. bud. <laughs> and then uh, she she kind of does some, some backtracking and finds Daryl fighting a dude and rescues him from and and they they watch as somebody gets beaten eaten by a by a very fast zombie turning zombie. I think you're supposed to assume that this was a guy that was killed in the fight, and uh, he's already turning. Where what Cody took like sixty two hours or something. See our previous episode where we discussed the fact that the the rate of turning zombies and a bunch of other episodes where we talked about this too. The rate of turning zombies on The Walking Dead is directly in correlation to what the script requires. That's the only yeah. litmus, that's the only, the you know, equation that you got to worry about is what does the script require in this regard? They wake back up when they need them to wake back up. And exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One wakes up, Daryl, Carol da- saves Daryl from a big old scrape. And, yeah. And boy, he looks on the losing end of it too, but he would have got out. Yeah, probably. But you got to put him in danger a little bit, even though you know that he completely is fine and runs off to Paris for wine yeah. and cheese later. But <laughs> so 
Carol and, and Daryl are like, they Daryl's like, they took all of them, took the kids and 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 they took everybody else. And and Carol's like, yes, I was there when they took Ezekiel. Couldn't stop that from happening. And uh, they're like, we're going to go. We're going to go get them. And uh, they're like, yes. Uh, where might that be exactly? Who's going to know where they are? And it's like, oh, shit. I guess probably only Lance. Yep. They had either choice of Mercer or Lance and Mercer. They don't know if he's on board yet. And, you know, honestly, I would I would think if they went to Mercer and was like, our people were kidnapped. Where is your secret torture facility? He wouldn't know. I think that's highly likely. I think that he would be going what secret torture facility, what secret labor camp or wherever these people are going. That's not his. He's an honorable man. That's not what. Right. So Carol and Daryl sneak in to see Lance and they find him there. And of course they can't believe what's what's up. Uh, So they, you know, they've killed the guards. They get in and uh, Daryl immediately kills Cody because fuck Cody and right. uh, uh, fucking Lance sitting there just yammering at his coin. Yeah, he's gone crazy. And yeah. this room is a gory mess. It is just it's, wall it's to wall. Zone. And it's I mean, I mean, honestly, if I had had to feed somebody that I knew to a zombie and the room was just yeah. covered in blood. I might be a little bit fragile mentally at that point as well. And I worked in a meat packing plant. I'd probably be fine with it. Oh, I can't stand the smell. But right. did you know, did you know the, the, the various meats personally? Well, you don't, you don't get it. Well, I don't think Lance had any sentimental feelings about the meat. He, well, he, might, he had a working relationship with the meat. I mean, you know, he, he at least understood, you know, he knew the meat's name, probably knew what the meat's favorite drink was. Referred yeah. to the meat as a colleague, not a friend. So fuck the meat. Anyway, so so they, they kind of snap Lance out of it and like, we need to know where we're going to get our people. And he's like, I can show you where only I know the way. And so. They're like, well, fuck, I guess you got to take it. And that's when he leaves the coin for Governor Ann Lennox to find, which makes her very upset. With the hope that this could be a stealthy operation, they discover that he's got an ankle bracelet on. Girl's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, um, well, that's the, that's the alarm that's going to go off. Yeah, as soon as we leave this room. And, uh, and of course, then, then they have to fight the worst, sh- you know, the stormtroopers, which are bad. And, and uh, Daryl sends Carol and Lance out and he says, I'll catch up. And then uh, they, so they leave and, and immediately Lance starts to try in on his, with his whole, like, you know, let's make an alliance. I know things are bad, but we can make things better. And what if what if any Linux doesn't survive this? And like, we're, you're going to need somebody on the inside. Like, what are you going to do with all the people from the Commonwealth? If if you know if we have to, like, you're going to need me. And she's like, uh huh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's doing that thing that, um, lack of a better word, frat boys do when they're trying to bang a lady who clearly does not want to bang them. Tries to get in their head turn it all around and 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 basically it's very abusive behavior that he's very comfortable with 
Right. This manipulative kind of dialogue that he has. But Carol's, she's, no. Well, the thing is, is that he's so, he's so pleasant and earnest about it. And yeah, no, that's, that's why it's fucking stupid that he would think that she would believe him. Well, because he is. We also get the revelation in here of what his actual relationship to the governor is. He's the son of her chauffeur from the before times. Fuck, really? I missed that. It's a throwaway line. It's right in there. He's talking about, you know, um, know, I built this place, but, you know, I always thought that that she could be a great leader, but she never saw the same things in me. And she she could never stop seeing me as anything more than her chauffeur's son. And I was like, aha, finally, we know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That and, explains that. And they probably fucked. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was like, yeah, it's possible. Yes. Yeah. He, she probably pretended to be a stepmom. <laughs> anyway, so. um so Lance, they get they're being chased by stormtroopers, and Lance knows of a secret tunnel, and so they go in the secret tunnel, and oops, all walkers, and Carol has to fight off the walkers in the dark, and she does an amazing job per usual, and Lance like fucks on off, and then as soon as everything's okay, he like he can hear that the battle's over, he comes back and he's like, oh, I lost you for a second, you know, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, she wasn't buying it either. (laughs) Oh, man. Lance's problem is that even if Lance is being honest and earnest, is that no one's ever going to believe him. No one is ever going to believe him. It's just not going to be a thing because his him being honest and earnest looks exactly like him being manipulative and deceitful. And she calls it on him a couple of times because there's a point where he's like, gosh, I hope that Dixon gets out of there okay. And she's like, no, you don't. You don't care. Like, what are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, well, yeah, I do care. I do. And she's like, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, then then Daryl catches up with him in, like immediately and with no problem. We don't have where you're not given any indication of how he got out of that prison by himself. Uh, okay, so hold on. So here's we have this whole bit where they're tra- they're in this tunnel and and Carol is shooting the gun a lot. Yeah, and I was so prepared for them to come back and and not be immediately caught by the soldiers from the Commonwealth because that's how this show works. And I was gonna I was prepared to sit there and go, she fired off a machine gun in an enclosed space that has openings that are going to echo into the into the surrounding countryside where everything is silent because this is a world with, you know, and sound travels, and these soldiers would have to be stupid to not find them immediately. And so I was really relieved when they found them immediately. It's <laughs> like, we just follow the sound of gunfire, you morons. Now, right. Daryl, well, they get a, this, there's a super brief shot where Daryl has been hanging on the bottom of this jeep apparently the entire way i mean daryl has got some great arm strength here i mean just like mutant power unbelievable arm strength not to mention i don't think the clearance underneath the jeep 
on these unpaved roads, Daryl is dead. Okay, Daryl was a smear about you know, five feet outside of the Commonwealth walls. If we were gonna, if we're gonna, like every time Daryl could have possibly died over the course of this show, then we're gonna be here all night. The, the truth is, is that that superpowers do exist in the Walking Dead universe. Daryl just happens to be indestructible. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So then they're walking along and they're kind of like Daryl and Carol and, and Lance. And, and Carol's like, I don't think you know where we're going. And it's like, yeah, of course I know where we're going. All we have to do is get here and do this. And, and then we could just follow the train tracks. And then they're like, you guys got a train? And she's and he's like, oh, yeah, we got a train. We're building the whole thing. It's going to be great. We're going to, you know, the plan was to, like, make, like, a line between Commonwealth and Alexandria and then go down to Oceanside. It was going to be a whole thing. And uh, but now we can't do that, I guess. Oh, no. And he was like, this is still the plan because he still envisions a world without the governor. And she's like, yeah. you know, it's like with. We expend the reach of the Commonwealth. And she goes, don't you mean like conquer everything on the, in the way? And he's like, eh, well, half of them, you know. Right. Uh, how, you know, part of column B, you know, yeah. most of column A, whatever. <laughs> so so they're like, well, you know, I guess we're going to kill you now, Lance. And he's like, what? Wait, you need me to find your friends. And they're like, no, we don't. You just told us that probably with the train. We're just going to find the train. And he's like, but, but my plans and machinations and all my, you know, next level chess skills. And, and Carol's like, I'm sorry, I play checkers. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, I don't expect you. Well, I'm not going to survive out here. And, and they're like, yeah, but if you stay, we're just going to kill you. So it's a chance. If you leave, that's a chance. And uh, for a second there, it looks like he might run out into the wilderness and I kind of would have accepted that if we he just ran out into the wilderness and we never saw Lance again. Uh, but instead, he like tries to go for a uh, for a submachine gun, and uh, Carol just shoots him right in the neck with an arrow. Mm -hmm. And then they leave him. He's still alive when they leave him. They just like kind of shrug. Here, Carol shrugs at Daryl, and Daryl like grabs the you know his crossbow, and they get in the jeep and they leave. Yep. It was just real awesome. The last thing we see is a shot from above as Lance is spread out on the ground, gurgling out. Yep. And to be honest, I'm kind of sorry to see Lance go. I was glad that Carol killed him because I kind of called that a long time ago. Yeah, you did. I was actually thinking about our little our little pool when when that happened <laughs> so how much did i win boys you, you want a pony i get a pony our, oh. our mutual respect and admiration i don't i don't care about that i want your fear <laughs> like the governor <laughs> I, 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 i'm sorry to see him go he's he's slimy and manipulative and he was actually an entertaining and interesting villain because while he he wanted power, he was never actually in the top spot. He wasn't a governor 
or, you know, a Negan or any of these folks. He was a, just a smart, conniving, manipulative villain. Yeah. He was fun to watch. Yeah. And his moments, his moments of little victories, that whole speech he gave Eugene, for example. Yeah. Um, were just fun. I mean, they, they this is this was a well, well cast, well done performance. And you know, yeah, for that, it was really like this was somebody that we got to just hate. And yeah. it's been a while since we've gotten somebody that is just like, gosh, we're just, you know, let's hate this guy. he should have been nicer to the people who wrote his eulogy right because you just you just lose an opportunity nobody's going to say anything nobody's going to notice he's gone right (laughs) well this is josh hamilton by the way the actor we don't we really haven't talked about him as an actor he's got a long running career back to the 70s um he's been a child actor back in the 70s and Kept pretty busy all the way through up until what was now. He a so, child actor in. Uh he was a child actor in a um a good dissonance like a man, some film from 1977. Huh. But uh I'm just looking at his his list here. Um and yeah, he's been he's a stage actor and a film and TV actor, and he's been doing constant work. So Nice to have you on the show, Josh. You were a good villain and fun to watch. So yeah. see you when you bite Rick on the neck. Right. Well, yeah. if his if his undead zombie self shows up later, that would be fun. So yeah, and that would be really governor. interesting. <laughs> it would be really interesting. I would like to see the zombie, uh, the zombie version of Lance wandering around. I'd like that, I think. It could be fun. <laughs> yeah i think we'll see him again we'll have to pick him out of a crowd maybe that'll be fun mm-hmm. hey, look, the guy final the episode will be all of our undead all of our undead will return in the final chorus line of the, of the zombies um as the big walking dead musical number takes us out right that's how it works right yeah yes yeah <laughs> We're going to fight the zombies. Do. The zombies are coming at us now. Do take you hear steps. the undead one back? <laughs> well, um, I uh, like this episode also. Yeah. This things have is... been going pretty well. Yeah, the writing's um, been pretty good. The problem is, and I don't know if it's actually a problem, because I don't know if this is true or not. But if you're a writer and you're writing a story and it's important to surprise people, never have in your head what's going to happen next. Think about what the, you know, think about what the thing is that everybody expects and then do something completely different. And that's what they should keep doing because there have been lots of surprises. Yeah. You know, lots of them. Well, and I think um, we've actually had several episodes where, again, this is another episode which is setting things up. It's like, but it's building on the previous things before, right? So we're having these, we're still we're developing we're, a story. We're yeah, developing a story, and it is progressing pretty well with bringing in this massive cast and giving each of them at least something to do. So you at least get to see these folks again before the show comes to an end. 
And when you consider just how big and sprawling this cast has gotten, even though how few of the original cast are still here. Yeah. Um, it's it's it, So far, they're doing pretty good. They've only got a few episodes, though, to... I hope they do something like oh, uh, like someone discovers that you can sew zombies together like really tightly into a big into a gigantic human form and it'll just start walking around and doing stuff like a big mega giant zombie that's made up of all of the dead all of the zombies are you thinking like clive barker's what is it in the hills the cities i don't short story where it's um uh, it's one of his short stories where i can tell you for a fact that no i've never read that it's so it's, it's these cities these cities fight each other periodically and all the residents of the cities like join in to become these like giant giants that are made up of human bodies and they fight each other and they crush each other until one of them falls apart it's insane it's a great clive barker short story well, i'm glad i'm glad he had my idea huh. one of the one of the books of blood uh, short stories it's uh it's very it's very weird shit, uh, right. which is, you know, since that can't happen because vintage Barker. Say, oh, I'm saying I don't think it, it could still happen. I think it would be amazing if that's, that's, what, that's what Rick's been doing all this time is so zombies, zombies. <laughs> zombies. And he's got this gargantuan thing that just fucking one foot smashes the city hall. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that would be oral. Oh, yeah, you're dead. That would be amazing yeah. if that's what happened in the final episode. Just completely I, go a batshit crazy off the deep end. <laughs> I want to see uh, a, an in memoriam at the end of this show that just goes through all of the named characters that have died. Yeah, I think that they won't do that. It would just it would just be a reminder how many male black characters actually showed up on this show. And then had to die so another male black character could show up again. You guys, I have to I have to stop us for a second and tell you that Terrifier 2 is still on. Mm-hmm. The yeah. girls it's it is a long fucking movie. I tried to watch hours, yeah. the first one the other day, and I love the gore, but I had to stop for a minute because yeah. it's a lot. Oh yeah, no, it's it is it is very much a how much can you take kind of movie. I haven't seen Terrifier two yet. Terrifier one was definitely a thing. Yeah, I got I got through the when he shows up in the car next to, and I was like, okay, I think I need a break. This is going to get pretty tense. Yeah. The um yeah. the 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 scene where he cuts that girl in two. That's I not the, haven't seen that. This is this in Terrifier 2, all sorts of other stuff happens. Anyway, um, I went and saw the menu this How was that? Because I'm I want to see that. It's really good. It's very, very interesting because it's like just nine people sitting in the room talking mm-hmm. for you know two hours. But I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um I shouldn't, you know. I, I went to one of those uh, to a fancy theater to see it, and I shouldn't have cost way too much money. Mm. Uh, but you know, it was really interesting. I would not, I would not go in knowing anything about it more than the, what the previews have told you, right? 
because I I guarantee you that what you see in the previews is not even half of what's really happening in that movie. Good. It's it's I want to see that one. I uh I watched the trailer and I went, you know what? I think I'm gonna like this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh let's say goodnight. Okay. All right, well Bye, guys. That, that brings us oh, to God. the end of this particular episode, and we hope that you enjoyed listening to us enjoying another Walking Dead episode. This is a little scary, actually, that we are enjoying Walking Dead episodes as much as we are. Yeah, um, yeah, it might have something. We might be so so broken that we are just determined to enjoy the, the rest of this. Or just setting ourselves up for disappointment. It won't be the first time. If you enjoyed this episode, you can let us know. You can find us on the social medias. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know what you think about the show in general. You can give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, that helps people find the show, of course. And you can check out our Patreon account. Should you be so inclined to support the show, we would appreciate that as well. We've got a few different tiers on there, and we'd be happy to give you guys all kinds of cool stuff through that if you want to help us out there. And make sure that you support our sponsor, theoutbreakchallenge.com, where you can get 15% off um, your first race by using the code ZOMBIERUN. Get some healthy, fun stuff out of running from zombies on a health-based game it's we had a good time doing it so maybe you will too i appreciate you guys hanging out with me as we do this thank you dustin thank you tim thank you curtis thank you tam (laughs) and thank you guys we appreciate you listening we'll see you on our next episode of zompocalypse now Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.